Hello, everyone. It's Vic here. Your <laughs> friendly Vic from the curve. Uh, I have a favor to ask you. You know, Soph, she beavers away super hard at doing all the production of the podcast. And she recently told me that a very, very, very tiny percent of you, 2% of you, follow or subscribe to this podcast. And I nearly fell off my seat. I was like, what are the 98% doing? So I thought, you know what? I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to say to you, please, please, please click follow or subscribe, whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast on, because it really, really helps us in terms of producing a bigger and better podcast for you. So also, actually, it means that you won't miss out on any episodes, which heaven forbid you should. You'd have nothing to talk about at work. And it takes two seconds and you could have done it by now. Gosh, I sound like my dad. Yeah. But it's true. It's a very quick and easy thing and it helps us so much. So if you wouldn't mind, we'd really love that. Thank you. Welcome to season two of Raising the Curve, a conversation for women who want to learn more about money, their money, for the future they want to have. The pursuit for financial confidence and increasing your wealth should be a simple one. So this is a place for you to learn about investing in finance in a non-scary or intimidating way. Thank you for being here and for listening, because together we really can raise the curve. Hi, welcome to episode eight. Woohoo! <laughs> we both, look, we're not feeling 100% today. Probably about 80 I would have gone with 75, but the savoury muffins really boosted me up to maybe 80%. Gone and gone another 5%. (laughs) By the end of this episode, it might be more like 60. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I do find the energy and the like just general attention fades. Did you have a coffee? Yeah. Oh. When I have coffee, I, it's sort of like me you'll on be drugs. Like, you'll be like 200% by the end of this episode. Yeah. I remember Soph called me once and I was just listening on the phone and then I had to interrupt and I was like, Soph, babe, have you uh, had a coffee? <laughs> I, I couldn't even get a word in Edgeways. She was just talking like for half an hour. It was yeah, so- it was bad. I get on these like, oh. it's honestly, this this might have to be edited out, but like it's as if I'm on, like Crack. it's like I've had cocaine. Yeah. I yeah. just can't stop talking. Pee. Yeah, Maybe. it's dangerous. And my anxiety just goes through the roof. Anyway, not important. Great, great <laughs> um. But you do look like Fear of Fawcett this morning. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. I've had my haircut. The first haircut in... Have you washed it since? No. Yeah. I wanted to try to leave it as long as possible. Yeah, nice. Does it need a wash? No. <laughs> <laughs> Worst liar. Subtle. Thank you. Hey, also, yeah. sorry, just to quickly divert, I've got a surprise for you. <gasps> Same. Guess what I did oh my God, I this think week. We, I think we... Oh. What? Oh, I, I changed my KiwiSaver. Woo! I know. I finally did. I changed my KiwiSaver from a default provider. To who? I'm in Generate. Nice. Generate high growth. Why them? It's like in terms of the um, returns, mm. they're definitely volatile. Yes, yeah. But I don't plan on buying a house for a long time. Yeah. And I thought some of the returns they had was like 17% in a year. Mm. And I thought... What was the like long-term... I have written this down. I promise okay. I did my research, but I don't have it on me because I forgot my computer today. That's right. But maybe when we do an episode on KiwiSaver, I can say why I chose that Yeah, we can bring it up we can and do we a can, little... Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because it's taken me nine months to finally... Do it. Yeah. yeah. So that was my little surprise. I was so proud of myself. That's also, really good. Also, like the easiest thing ever. I yeah. thought it would be this horrible, like monotonous, boring process. Because you just apply to generate. And then, and they, then they sort it yeah, out. Yeah, because they want your your money so yeah. they're going to make it as easy as possible 
like the number of people that say, I don't know where my KiwiSaver is. It's, it's, Chill it's, out. There's thousands yeah. of people. It's their job. And also, like, you don't need to. Just go to the one that you want to join and say, can you go find it? Yeah. I also am bringing over my super from uh, Australia. Yeah, so good. they're going to bring that over. So we're going to have it all in one place. All in one place. And I just feel like such a big girl. And you can watch it grow and grow and grow. Because I had it in BNZ because I was just the classic person that thought, fun, I can see my savings account, I can see my spendings account, <laughs> and I can see my KiwiSaver account. My KiwiSaver account that I can't spend until I'm 65. <laughs> and it just I would see it going up like a little snail, just tiny, tiny <laughs> bits every year. Like, it was quite bad. Yeah. So now I feel good. Yay. I feel really good about it. I will high five you, but I'm too far away. What was your surprise for me? <gasps> Is it to do with crypto? Yes. <gasps> Did you open an account? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I was doing this yesterday and I was like, you know what? We talked about opening an account. I was like, and we Oh haven't. my gosh. There's no money in it. I haven't, oh, okay. I, yeah. I haven't actually bought anything. What's our account called? Um, do we have a fun name? Oh no, it's no, all it's just It's just, yeah. It's just the curve. I feel so excited about sharing an account with you. Yeah. We're Same. life partners, business <laughs> partners, and now we share a bank account. Oh, Amazing. Gosh. Cool. How much should we put in? I don't know. I reckon at least a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling good idea. I'm feeling like we start the new year with a bang. New year, new me. Yeah. New crypto account. So what what are we are we learning about crypto today? Are we learning about NFTs? Yes. What are we Crypto be? and NFTs because they're all it's one and the same, really. Uh, but I wanted to start a bit backwards this morning. And start with a summary of the Love last two us. episodes because, a great idea. because we there was a lot to digest in the last two episodes and I think for both of our benefit, rounding it out as well as for listeners, it'll be great. Is this like a bullet point, key point <laughs> sort of situation? Yeah. So I guess taking a step back, if we look at cryptocurrency, what does actually crypto mean? And we probably should have done this a few episodes ago, but the word crypto actually means secret or concealed or hidden. Does it? So if you think about, like in the basic sense of the word, it's a hidden currency or a secret currency. It's like spy kids. Yeah, you use all these technical words, but it's actually like cryptocurrency is just a, a hidden currency, really. And it's because it is anonymous. So it's, like we said, it's not issued by a central authority or a bank or a government. And the best known cryptocurrency is Bitcoin. And then we moved on to blockchain, which was just the public record of all those past transactions. So it was like the Excel spreadsheet, pretty much, that Mm -hmm. then is given to everybody so that it can't be hacked. So whenever someone completes a transaction, gets recorded on the block and then added to the chain of transactions. Whoa. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to think of different ways to explain it so that I would understand as well as you. And it was like, yeah, so you're adding each transaction gets recorded on the block and is added to the chain of transactions. And then that. that record is what gets sent out to, is dispersed to everybody. So it can't be hacked. Everybody has control over it, over those transactions. Yeah. So think about it like a Google Doc. Okay. You use Google Docs. Oh, like I've shared it with everyone. You yes, mean. yeah, yeah. So when you create a document and you share it with a group of people, that document is distributed instead of copied or transferred. So everyone has access. So to everyone the has access. Thing. Everyone can see all the changes that's, that's such made. Such a great analogy. Oh, yes. yes. Go Vic. <laughs> Go Wiki. Go Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone has access to the same document at the same time. So, so there's it can't no be confusion. If there's I no... hacked it, you'd see. You know, or if Mary hacked it. 
you know, we'd see. <laughs> Who the hell is Mary? <laughs> Blockchain is like a Google Doc. All right. Yeah. I'm so excited we have an account, by the way. <laughs> Can't wait Still thinking to be in the, the crypto world. Yeah. I'm going to be that dickhead that's like, look at my crypto today. I know, you are. You're going to have 30%. Oh, we've just made 30 cents. It's like um, those. You're going to be like a CrossFit guy. Yes, yes, I am. About Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Invest in crypto, yeah. Or a gamer. I'm just going to be obsessed with it, I think. Yeah. I need a crypto outfit. I think I might have to get like a. Oh, gosh. A a cap, a key ring, and a t shirt. I think like, you know, like kind of extraterrestrial vibes. Oh, got you. Okay. You know, mystery. Yeah. Secret coin. I can have my crypto outfit. Fun. Okay. Summary. Got it. Got it. On board. So crypto and blockchain, they often get put together or, you know, worded together, but... They're they're, actually kind of separate. they're They're actually quite separate, yeah. So one is the currency, which is the crypto, and the other is the technology that supports the currency. So that's the blockchain. Cool, cool, cool. Another analogy. Oh, I'm just on fire. You really are. (laughs) Is that if you think about investing in cryptocurrency, it's like, this is actually not really an analogy, it's like investing in foreign exchange or investing in foreign currency. And is that because you can't use it in everyday life? It's more that you would exchange your Kiwi dollars or New Zealand dollars for, say, US dollars in the hope that that exchange rate goes up and then you get more that's value. A yeah, great way. Okay. So when you're investing, that's what you're doing. You're buying crypto in the hope that it goes up and then you can cash your money back into, sorry, cash your crypto back into New Zealand dollars and get more for your money. So I'm not sure if you're going to touch on this later in the episode, but what I don't understand, what I've heard people talking about a little bit is, okay, so once you've got your crypto, how do you cash out or get the money or is it always in cryptocurrency that's what I don't understand no so you can't go to an ATM and cash it out but you just in your digital wallet which is what we set up what I set up which we've got (laughs) what we set up is sorry it's an exchange rate you'd buy 5% of a bitcoin yeah and then hopefully it'll increase in value and then you'd sell that 0.5 of a bitcoin and for a greater value but then and what then happens? you can cash so it out. you can ca- take that money yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So you, oh. but you just have to. So it's kind of like when you invest on on stake. You load money into stake. You then go and then you buy shares in Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Then when you want to sell those, you have to sell those shares and then you withdraw your money. It's the same. There's okay. just that, that kind of two step process, if that makes sense. So there's like ten thousand different types of coins. But how would what determines what moves those coins in different ways? Supply and demand. So that's so why, the same thing. Yeah. So that's like it's the more popular the coin, the more people want to buy it. Therefore, its price goes up. So Bitcoin's the most popular. So say I found a Bitcoin that was called the Leaf Coin. Sorry, the wow. wall behind you's got leaves all over it. <laughs> really original. <laughs> so the Leaf Coin, I discover the Leaf Coin, yeah. and it's twenty cents for a Leaf Coin, and yeah. I think brilliant. This is so low. I'm going to invest. 50 grand in leaf coin yeah. and then no one ever ends up buying it nobody knows about leaf coin no one your 50 grand is going to stay at 50 grand but that's fine I wouldn't care if it stays 50 grand because then I can just take it out again yeah but the problem would be if no one else everyone else that's in it takes their money out and then it goes down and then I'm like shit I've lost 20 yeah, grand yeah yeah okay. if everyone else wants to sell and that's like with a stock as well you want to find that that coin or that investment that everyone is going to, to buy, eventually, eventually want to buy, yes. I'm going to join a group, I think, 
I'm going to join a crypto group <laughs> and find out all the hot goss from them and report back so that our I'm shared call, portfolio like, so can go So do you want to go for a walk? Sorry, I'm just in my crypto group. <laughs> I can't <laughs> talk right now. I'm sorry. I'm just with all my crypto I'm just friends. trading my crypto. Um, so okay. getting on to what this episode's actually about today. Oh, NFTs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. NFTs. NFTs. So. Non-fungible Tokens. Tokens. <laughs> Halfway there. Two-thirds of the way there. Yeah. NFT. Non-fungible token. Yes. So this is, I guess, the new kid on the block chain. How new is it on the block chain? <laughs> because I've heard about it for probably six months or yes. so. Yeah. So it's not Has it been new. around for longer than that and we only just heard about it in, you know? So it's, I guess it's the latest use case in terms of... Um, popular one that's taken off yeah and it's i mean i i don't know when it when it started but yeah obviously getting more and more traction because it's been there's been a lot of like articles in the newspaper about its uses so it's getting used more and more which means that you know people are hearing about it more than more more and more but like bitcoin has been around since 2009 and it's only really the last couple of years that it's kind of taken mm. off a lot or been a hot topic amongst conversation uh, but what an NFT is, is it represents a single unit of data stored on the blockchain. So it's it's kind of like a, a certificate of authenticity, if that makes sense. Proving ownership of a digital, digital asset. So it's using the blockchain, just like cryptocurrency, but it's not a coin. Like a certificate of purchase. Yes, exactly. It would be yeah. like if someone bought a piece of art from Webb's auctions mm. and they were given a certificate that says, like, this belongs to you. Is it kind of like that except it's digital? Yes. So, but it's used, it's purchased using cryptocurrency. It uses the same technology that is uh, underneath Bitcoin, but it's essentially trying to solve one of the age-old problems, which is authenticity. So, Which is interesting and, and when it comes to art. Specifically for art, yeah. So this is mainly used in art. Is it used in other things? Yes, yeah, we'll get, we'll get onto that in a second. But, it but, is, but it's, it's come about because of art to try and regulate. prove authenticity and regulate, yes, yeah. Because the problem with art, it's so sad. You know, you go to, what was that exhibition on last earlier this year with all the sunflowers? Oh, uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you look at all of his beautiful writing and works, and he made no money from that while he was mm. alive. Yeah, I think we spoke about this in the last episode, but it's if, if I sell a piece of, if I'm an artist and I sell a piece of art today, and it's not very good. So it's worth $200 it, or something. Yeah, it's worth $200. Then in 40 years' time, once I've passed away. Someone sells it for 40000 Yeah, and then my popularity has grown. I don't get any of that. None of my, my family members don't get any of that. So it's keeping it's it's a NFT is essentially a, it certifies the authenticity ownership history of of a digital asset, and it's and it's stored on that information is stored on the blockchain. Yeah, maybe a good example is if you think about buying a car. I know you're in the market for a. The jazz car. sucks. I hate the jazz so much. Do you know, my flat as well and I get home and everyone has nice cars and then there's like stingy red shit Honda Jazz just sitting in the driveway. Everyone's like, does it need like to be towed? Are you all good? I'm like, oh. Can you just park it down the street, please? Honestly, people have said oh, that. Like, you're blocking the ocean views with your shit car. I'm like, oh, God. Oh. 
So, so yes, we're in the car market. Probably yes. can't afford one. You know, my mid to short term goals would be to buy a new car at some stage. Well, but you might be able to now that you invested in crypto. And also <laughs> now that I've moved my KiwiSaver. Oh, exactly. The Not that I'm going to yeah. be able to use that until I'm 65. Yes, I really yes. hope to buy a new car before then. <laughs> I don't think the Honda Jazz would last till then, babe. <laughs> Well, an NFT, yeah, to help un- help you understand this, it's probably best to think about it with a car or the, the title on your car. So the document, your title or your NFT, Honda Jazz, yeah, shows that you are the owner of the Honda Jazz. Yeah, so the title, the piece of paper that you get saying that you own this car, that's effectively the NFT, and the car is the digital asset. So it's proving ownership, it's proving that you own that car or that you own that digital asset. So if you think about that, but in a digital sense. So, the, so instead of having a piece of paper that I actually give to you. That goes on the blockchain. That's Think about that, but in a digital sense. That's what an NFT is. It's saying, yep, so if you own this digital asset, but it's all digital. So mm-hmm. you don't actually get a piece of paper. And to track your ownership of that digital asset or the, or the car, yeah, the NFT is stored on the blockchain. So it gives you security that your ownership won't change or be hacked. I guess my thing is, okay, so you say you buy an NFT – because I've seen some of them, mm. and they're not crazy, you know, worth – I mean – Oh, they're like – some of them are like little pixelated pictures. My flatmate has one. I mean, it's not like a Van Gogh or anything crazy, mm. but it has definitely gained value over yeah. the last however long he's owned it for. But what do you do with that? Because you buy a piece of art in a, in a gallery, and you put it up on a wall so that you can look at it. But mm. I don't understand if you buy an NFT and you've got this piece of art, are you – do you project it up in your house at home or is, is the point not to even look at the art? I think the point is that it's just the ownership of the, digi- of the digital asset. So whenever you make an investment, whether it be a car, a piece of art, a, a stock, a house, you're buying that with the intention that that asset will increase in value. It's nothing to do with the tangibility. It's so, nothing. I mean, a that's stock, you don't, like, you don't put a stock mm, certificate up on the wall and say, I own this. I, I probably will, this. to be honest. <laughs> that's something I would do. Yeah, that is it. Just frame it. These are my stocks. I actually probably would. Would you like a tour of the stock room? <laughs> Straight to the stock room. <laughs> that would be quite a good way to keep track of your what portfolio. Mm, yeah, mm, mm. tangible. But I get what you're saying. So it's yeah. essentially it doesn't actually. We're talking about investments. We're not talking about tangible assets. This no. isn't a wardrobe that you need to put exactly. on and wear and show people. It's yeah. purely you're buying it because you think it's going to grow in value and be worth more money. And you're buying that digital asset because you think in the future someone else is going to want to buy that for a greater value and then you can sell it. But why would an artist want their art to be sold on as an NFT? Because don't you make art so that people look at it? Yes, but you can you can you can do the digital version. So there'll be I mean? a, oh, so there'll yeah. be a digital who's the owner of the original. Yes, and then they might do prints or paintings or yeah. Okay, so one example is that the founder of Twitter, Jack Ooh. Jack Dorsey, he auctioned off his first ever tweet for nearly three million dollars. What was it? All it is is him saying it's just sitting at my Twitter. That is yeah. wild that someone bought that for $3 million. I know. I wonder Some if people that, that buy that, though, I'm like, do you have too much money? If that's what you're buying what for you, $3 million. Do you have too much money? Of course they have too much $3 money. $3 million to buy a tweet. To buy the founder of Twitter's first ever tweet. Like, you are you are trying to spend cash. Right. Maybe the reason we don't see the value in a, the tweet is because neither of us are tweeting away. Tweeters. You know? We're not tweeters. Yeah, I've yeah. never been big in the Twitter world. Yes, yeah. So there's, there's crazy things that these are, these NFTs are being linked to now 
Um, well, then, are there any other examples of weird things like that? Yeah, I, I guess know. aside from digital art, which is obviously the most popular use of the technology. Kings of Leon also, they generated about $2 million from releasing their latest album as a collection of digital NFTs. Oh, really? crazy. Yeah, so, so they, you're, going, you're going from like into artists, into music. The NBA has just bought a whole lot of, created a whole lot of tradable digital clips of historic NBA moments. So everyone's getting into it. I think we might need to diversify our crypto wallet into NFTs. <laughs> I think this is fun. Yeah. This is you, way more exciting. It's cultural. This you, you understand bu- yeah. it. Like I know nothing about companies. Yeah. But if you money think about how many companies like <laughs> But 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 the idea of saying, Oh, you know, Kings of Leon's first album's an EFT, I can see and understand the yes. huge value yeah. in that. You know? I think the hardest thing is what is the value of that? You know, how do you value something like that? But that's, I think that's a lot easier to look at the value because it's art. It's not yeah, something yeah. fictional. I understand the idea of with your cryptocurrency paranoia around what it's worth. Yeah. But if it's artwork and there's people that have poured creativity into something and that's being sold, I personally completely can see the value in something yeah, like that. That's Way more so than I can with just a random Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm meaning with versus stocks, investing in stocks. Yeah, but, but you can see the value is tied to the earnings of a of the company. But Whereas, can you see yeah. where I'm coming from yeah, from like yeah. an artist perspective? If it's yeah, yeah, if it's something because that's intellectual property. That's yeah. Wow, it's fascinating. Yeah, totally. But we need to find something that everybody everybody will want to buy in the future. Do you know what I mean? And that's the hardest thing. Like you think there's over fifty thousand stocks to invest in, but that's only. That's that's fifty thousand stocks. If you think of how many things, how many digital assets there could be out there, there and could how be does, millions. How does millions. that work then, Vic? So say I bought the Kings of Leon album as an NFT. Yeah. How does the price of that get driven up though? Is it people bidding on it to try and buy it to sell it? Yeah. So you would then sell it. Like so this, they'd be like, I'd like buy it for one point one, and I'd say no, and then I buy it for one point three, yeah. and then if it got to a point where someone wanted to buy it for something I was happy with, you'd sell it, and then that's the value. Right. Of it. Yeah. Mm. I love NFTs and I would like to buy one with our joint account. Okay. We can talk about this Great. offline, but I Great. think it's something we should talk about. Yeah, I feel like it's more just a bragging rights thing. thing. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so passionate. I disagree. I feel very passionate about the NFTs. But it is kind of a bragging right. I own the Twitter founder's first tweet. Yes, but so it's do a, you with your bloody Microsoft shares. <laughs> but at least I'm trying to invest in grow value. And I'm like, supporting the arts. Yeah. <laughs> that is us to a T. <laughs> okay, what what are the risks when it comes to NFTs? I guess there's a risk that that an artist's work, for example, can be turned into an NFT without their knowledge or with, without their permission. Can that happen though? But isn't the whole point of the blockchain that everything is meticulously recorded and therefore it's... Yes, but they only own the code that points, say, to the website where the digital asset is displayed. Not the actual physical Not NFT. the physical, mm. yeah. So uh, they don't actually own the underlying digital asset or have any kind of copyright associated with that. They, they just own the piece of code that points to the website Okay, not, so the not, idea that someone could say, own, these are Amy Winehouse's underpants, they're an NFT, and then... If, you own the certificate, you don't own... The actual, the actual asset. So someone yeah. could so put up an NFT. there's still a bit NFT of risk in that sense, yeah. That would be a fake NFT. 
It's like what artists have struggled with with music on YouTube and people use yes. ripping off their music yeah. and blah, blah, blah. 100%. 100%. So I it's mean, just a whole new space where they need to figure out It's a whole new space of, of copyright laws and changes and who owns what and yeah. And yeah. so where to from here? What else is there to learn with NFTs? So I think with with the pandemic, that's probably a reason why we've seen such an interest in NFTs and a rise in NFTs because you couldn't go to a gallery, you couldn't go to an art show or an exhibition and view art. So these NFTs and, and digital art has actually increased in importance and obviously the move to online, which has been going on for, you know, multi-years now, multiple years now. Yeah, so it's kind of arts shifting online, I guess. Everything Every shifting, shifting online. online, and now art is shifting online, and this has created this whole NFT space. It's really um, cool, but it's yeah, it's a, definitely a, cra- a, a craze. I don't even think that's the right word because I don't think it's a craze. I think it's. I think it's here to stay. Yeah, it's the start of a huge movement, and I think there's going to be just more and more applications of the blockchain technology. You know, we've got cryptocurrency, we've got NFT. There's just so many use cases for blockchain in terms of what it can provide and give. From like a record holding perspective. Yeah, from a transaction point of view. And yeah, and I guess some other examples is that of NFTs being used in the real world is that LVMH. Sorry, LVMH. LVMH. Is that Louis Vuitton? Yeah. Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy? Yeah. (gasps) (sighs) One, a, um, a great investment actually. They're actually using blockchain technology to track products and fight counterfeit products of their brands now um, because they've got nearly 10 million luxury products registered on the blockchain now. So so that people can't do fakes, like a fake Yeah, like this huge counterfeit industry, you know, out of Asia and being able to clamp down on that now with, with using blockchain and using that authenticity is quite amazing. So can you give me an example of NFTs being used in real life or more everyday exchanges and examples? So one would be they're looking at using NFTs for ticket sales. So you can see who has previously bought the ticket, who has sold, who's selling the ticket to you. It's it's a whole lot of traceability. So it removes scalping. So it's just tickets going from offline to online and having that digital record of where that ticket's come from and the authenticity that that's yours and that you makes, haven't taken it from someone else you haven't stolen it it makes sense because yeah. you know how often people try and sell concert tickets or, or splore yeah. tickets or festival tickets and you get to the gate and they're like sorry someone's already gone in oh and that would be an example absolute right, nightmare of, yeah of how they can eliminate i remember i tried that. to buy a sport ticket last year and they were selling it for so cheap and i was like this seems like a scam that's right i remember and that. then i would have got there and they'd be like no this is a fake ticket whereas nft would remove all that uncertainty super black and white and yeah. real honest and traceable yeah oh cool, wow cool, so it's not cool. even just going to be something that's used in art and the art no world. it's, it's actually just gonna started in the arts i reckon and then it's going to be blow up everywhere yeah. i mean use... imagine if there's nfts on houses imagine if that's how well that's kind of we're coming record. back to the car analogy you do have it's you've got an offline nft i guess when you buy a house mm. you know you've got the contract you've got the document that says that you own this but it's just all offline, not online. Yeah. Oh my goodness! The me. world is changing. Yeah, there's lots changing, isn't there? Yeah. I think crypto is the way of the future. <laughs> crypto. I'm so swept up in the hype of it, and I'm keen to trade and buy and be in it. And I think we'll learn just by doing it. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't have to do huge amounts, but 
I think otherwise I'll lose my motivation to want to learn. Yeah, you'll be like, screw buying a house. I'm investing all my money in cryptocurrency. You'll be living under a bridge, but you'll be worth millions. Excuse me. But you'll be worth millions. <laughs> I would never live that under a bridge. That was a backhanded bridge. compliment. Oh, was it? Okay. No, I think... I you'll think, be rich on paper. Do you know the good thing about NFTs, cryptocurrency, stocks, etc., is just mm. the idea that I can make the same kind of returns every year as someone that has enough money to buy a house or more... There's other options out there. There's yeah. other options. I yeah, don't have definitely. to have this giant, enormous deposit of 200 grand, which I'm not going to yeah. have forever. I can actually have this like less committal, but also equally as beneficial yeah. investment in different areas. And that's actually really exciting and powerful for people who don't have much money. Totally. Yeah, you don't need... The Honda Jazz owners of the world can <laughs> still make some money. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about next time? We are talking about... Conscious investing. So investing in a better world. Investing for a better world. Mm, cool. Yeah. So how you can make money through stocks and investments, but while also being conscious of what that money is being used for and where yeah, it, and the yeah. impact that's going to have on the planet and all that. Yeah. So it's exciting. Big topic. It's not just a money-making machine. Yes, no more disposable coffee cups. I know. We need to be in a world that actually exists. We yes. don't need to have fat wallets in no world. That would be scary. So, yeah, really exciting episode coming up. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Raising the Curve. Please subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And we would also love for you to share this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from it. For more information about The Curve and how you can learn more, head to thecurve.co.nz or find us on socials at the underscore curve nz.